New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey friends, Pastor Ross here. I'm excited to be with you all as we continue in our Proverbs podcast. Uh, Today we'll be in Proverbs chapter 29 and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 15. And if I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, I serve as the middle school pastor uh, at New Vision. Uh, And I love the book of Proverbs. It's just a a chance to get a a little nugget of wisdom that helps uh, encourage us and correct us uh, in our walk with the Lord. And so uh, today in Proverbs 29, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And so uh, Solomon's writing and he starts verse one. It says this, whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but if he hangs around with prostitutes, his wealth is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it. To flatter friends is to lay a trap for their feet. Verse 6. Evil people are trapped by sin, but the righteous escape, shouting for joy. The godly care about the rights of the poor. The wicked don't care at all. Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. If a wise person takes a fool to court, there will be ranting and ridicule, but no satisfaction. The bloodthirsty hate blameless people but the upright seek to help them. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. If a ruler pays attention to liars, all of his advisors will be wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. Verse 14, if a king judges the poor fairly, his throne will last forever. To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. And so, you know, here in chapter 29, uh, Solomon, he's going a lot of different ways to just offer some some wisdom, some wise points on, on really a, a bunch of different aspects of life. And, and that's what's great about Proverbs. You know, I can read it a uh, chapter like chapter 29 and just pick up some things um, that will impact my life right now. Some of the topics he's discussing don't stick out to me as much, but some of them hit me right where it hurts. Right. You know, that's kind of how it works when we read the Bible. The Holy Spirit shows us what we need to pay attention to and speaks toward us and and seeks to guide us and correct us. And so um, some of the things that um, just stuck out to me in in this chapter. uh, Well, really, Solomon (laughs) hits us hard in verse one, at least hit me hard. He says, whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. And so two different things I think about when I read that verse is point one, um, if you will, whoever ignores criticism from people around them is likely to be missing a chance for, for growth. Um, you know, sometimes people around us have 
uh, criticisms and you know, we hope it's constructive, but sometimes people around us seek to guide uh, our behavior or things that are going on in our life. And, you know, for myself, sometimes I'm, I'm tempted to, you know, disregard that. Um, but really, I think in this verse, Solomon, one of the things that he's saying is when people around us criticize us, it's a chance for us to, to grow. It's a chance to evaluate what they're saying and really take a look and say, OK, you know, is this something that I can listen to and adjust in my life and really grow uh, from from this person that is criticizing me? And then number two, uh, I think he's he's also saying Solomon's saying a foolish person ignores God's instruction. A foolish person ignores God's instruction, and and when you do that for a long period of time without repentance, uh, the chances are that that we're, we're we don't have a relationship with the Lord when we're ignoring consistently ignoring what He wants for us and, and wants from us. Um, through the instruction of his word, when we're continuing to ignore that and we're not repenting, uh, it really shows that, you know, something's going on with our relationship with the Lord. Um, And and if that continues and we we don't repent, that can be very, very damaging uh, to ourselves and those people around us. And so uh, I think we need to remember to take heed to God's instruction first, right? The Bible is the the blueprint, the guidelines for our lives. So first we need to pay attention to to what God is saying and take that instruction to follow it. But then also be sensitive to the people around us that uh, might have wise counsel for us. Uh, Don't do life alone. Live life in community and and allow those people to speak into uh, your life. And then verse three also uh, got me. Uh, It says, the man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father. But if he hangs around with prostitutes, his wealth is wasted. And so so those who live wisely bring joy to the people that care about them. When when we live with wisdom, following what God wants us to do, we bring joy to the people around us. It impacts not only us, but the people uh, around us and the people who care about us. But then the second half of the verse is the inverse of that. Uh, those who waste their resources on foolish living uh, will negatively impact the people around them and the people that care about them. And so uh, just a question I had for myself is the blessings that God has given me, am I being a good steward uh, with them? That could be my time. That could be my, my money, my, my influence. Um, all of those things are blessings from God. And so I need to uh, use those wisely and not waste them uh, by living foolishly. So uh, that's just something that you can continue that I need to continue to evaluate um, each and every day of my life. And so Solomon continues to, to give some nuggets here in Proverbs and, and verse eight. Uh, he says, mockers can get a whole town agitated. OK, <laughs> but the wise will calm anger. And, and so the Bible, when it talks about mockers, it's saying those who laugh and show scorn for for God's wisdom, uh, those people can get a whole town agitated. So so if you're ignoring what God wants for you, what the Bible says, and then you, you're discussing that with other people, it can really stir up uh, just kind of a spirit of of chaos. It can stir up a a spirit of 
um, a, a disaster, honestly. Uh, it can get a whole town agitated, Solomon says. But the inverse, again, that's what I love about Proverbs. He, he gives you the foolish part and the wise part right back to back. So you can kind of evaluate which side of the coin that you're on. Uh, it's always good for me to have um, the negative and the positive really close together so I can uh, figure out if I'm living wisely or foolishly. Uh, and so he says, but the wise will calm anger. The wise will approach uh, a situation of chaos or disunity with a level head and speak the truth in love. And so I had to ask myself, do I have a measured approach to what's going on in the world around me? And that could be on social media. That could be something I see in the news, but that could be something that happens even in my own home. Do I have a measured response to what's going on? Uh, and then do I approach a situation with, with a level head and speak truth in love, not answer a situation in, in anger, uh, but being wise and speaking truth and seeking to calm down situations instead of joining into the, the chaos and, and the disunity. And so that, that's something that uh, I definitely can work on. Um, and if it speaks to you, um, commit to working on that as well. Verse 11, fools vent their anger. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. See, a foolish person will let their anger burn uh, inside of them, but then they don't stop there. They share it with others. And what that does is what's burning you up on the inside, it, it can burn down uh, other people, other communities. Uh, it can burn down a friendship. It can burn down your family. It can burn down your workplace, a small group, et cetera. Any community where, where anger is, is not only burning you up, but then you're sharing it with other people and they get, get angry, um, it can be destructive to those around you. But again, uh, the wise quietly hold their anger back. They, they pray about it. They think about it. They say, okay, what's really going on? Why am I angry? Is this, is this vindicated? Is this something I should really be angry about? They talk to God about it. They're patient about it. And so am I careful not to gossip um, with the people around me, even if they've done me wrong? And I really do have a reason to be angry. Am I careful to, to, to keep that between myself and God? Or, or do I gossip to other people? And that can be very dangerous when we do that. Um, and then the, the last verse spoke to me as well. To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. You know, some of you may know I, I'm not a parent as of yet, uh, but my wife and I are, are expecting a, a child here in, in a few months. And so uh, in preparation for becoming a parent, I tried to just practice uh, discipline in my own life. Uh, just in, in, in anticipation for being a parent. So do I have um, discipline in my life? And, and I was thinking, okay, what exactly does discipline mean? Let's think about that for a second. Discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior and then using punishment to correct disobedience. So am I disciplined in my own life? Am I making sure that I, I'm following God's rules and God's plan for, for my life? Um, and, and then do I have do I have a routine even do I have a routine for for how I live? Am I getting up and getting in the word? Um, you know, it might, might be a, a physical exercise routine, but is my life disciplined? Do I have structure so that when when I try to impart that discipline on my children, 
um, they can I can model that for them. They can see that in my own life and then I can share that with them. And then uh, using using punishment, whatever whatever works for for you, whatever you believe is is appropriate, using punishment to correct that disobedience. Because uh, Solomon says to discipline a child produces wisdom. That's what we want. We want our children to be wise. But a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child because that child will not be wise. And so uh, just I'm working on being disciplined so that I can hold my children accountable to be the same. And you know, whenever I'm reading Proverbs, I'm, I'm just praying and asking God to evaluate my heart condition uh, so that the wisdom of the scriptures can guide me. If I don't have an accurate picture of, of what I'm struggling with, what I'm doing well, what I'm doing not so well, then I'm not going to be able to take the wisdom of God's word and apply it to my life. But I have to ask God, hey, show me my wicked ways. Show me what I'm doing well, where there's growth and help me honestly evaluate what's going on in my life so that when I read the wisdom of God's word, I can apply that to myself. Um, and, and that's what I'm praying for, for myself. And that's what I'm praying for you all as you listen. Uh, but that's Proverbs 29, 1 through 15. I'll be back to finish out chapter 29 of Proverbs. So I'll see you all then. Take care. Good to be with you today. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.